Shono, in case you didn't know, is one of our chaplains here at North Pine. And yeah, we feel super blessed to have him and his family as part of our Refresh family. Um, but let me pray for you, Shono, cool, before you. you start today. Father God, we're so grateful for who you are. And as we launch into a new series where we learn more about you and how you work and how we can run to you and be sheltered by you with all of your strength and all of your mightiness. Lord we, Lord, we believe that everyone in here today is not here by accident. And we thank you that we can gather freely to worship and hear about you. Lord, we pray for Sean today. We pray so much, Father, that your Holy Spirit will fill this place and fill him. And that when he speaks, Lord, he will be surprised to hear the sound of you speaking through him today. And we are so grateful that he said yes to his calling to be a spokesperson for you. Please prepare our hearts and minds to become closer to you today in this, in your name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Sarah. Um, when I got the, um, the theme for this, and obviously it's starting a new series, and when I saw this come up, like straight away, um, or like I, I was taken back to a childhood memory, and for those that might be wondering, this is not for tears, but for something that I'll use later on. Um, I was taken back to a, a memory of a child, and that memory is like um, of my, my dad's house, and my, my parents stood up when I was like three, um, so I was kind of going backwards and forwards between my mum and my dad, but my dad lived on um, a lake called Lake Rotoma uh, in New Zealand, and so I would open my... my, my um, curtains in the morning, I'd look straight out onto this lake, and it was an awesome place, and behind it um, was um, a, a, a mountainside of bushland, and so when I saw this, this thing come up, I couldn't help but go back to a memory where uh, when we started going up, when, I, when my dad first moved to that place, we, we were exploring, as boys do, and we went up this hillside, and we found this old um, shed, and that was our fortress, and um, we thought we were cool, me and my twin brother, um, we, we set up these things and, and, and that, and we, we thought we were, we, were, we were doing pretty well until, now, in New Zealand, there's nothing that can kill you. Not like here in Australia. Um, but they have some spiders. And if, for those that do know me, there's a couple of things that I really, really hate. And that's spiders and snakes. And there's plenty of those here in Australia. Um, but... We thought we were cool in this thing, and then all of a sudden, we looked up, and there was massive amounts of spiders, and that was the end of our fortress. Um, we, we, we went back in there eventually, um, but with my dad, and he cleaned it all out, and that, but um, that fortress was short-lived. Um, and anyway, I'll, I'm going to show a photo. I'm going to put some pictures up, and um, I want you to actually, because I, I, I love, when I'm up the front and, love, and I'm talking, I don't love talking, but I love interaction. And uh, one thing that I want to put up is some pictures. And I want you to, it doesn't have to be the person right next to you. It can be a person, people around you. But I want you to talk about what these photos, these pictures represent to you. So just take a couple of minutes. I don't hear any talking. Just chat, just chat. What, when you look at these pictures, these, these what, one, two, three, four different pictures... What does that what does that say to you? Come on. 
Okay, I'm going to bring a mic out. I'm going to pick random people. Who is going to be my first victim, or participant, I should say? Teresa's looking at me. Well, I see Nick talking. Now, for those that don't know, Teresa's my son, and he's probably regretting me coming over this way. But Nick, I saw you talking. Oh, um, there's no direction. No direction? Yeah. Okay, anyone else? Want to volunteer or be volunteered? Anyone? Okay, it's a hard crowd. Sarah, I'm going to come to you. Um, I think there are weeks, and this week was one of those weeks where I felt like the top right-hand picture. Yeah. Okay. Anyone else? Oh, cool. I'd bypass my wife because I was going to pick on her, but <laughs> I know better. Just looking at the images collectively, I'd say it's the word that would sum it up would be overwhelm. Overwhelmed. Anyone else over here? Cool. Um, there was a lot of words that came to mind, but like the top three were like chaos, overwhelmed, and anxiety. Yeah. Anyone else? No? Okay. Well, I put up these pictures because I think when we're talking about, um, I'll go back a slide, the mighty fortress of God, we can, we can all agree that we live in a world that is overwhelming, that is chaotic, that doesn't always go in a straight line, that our lives can be full of junk, that it's just coming out the front door. And when I got the, um, the ideas and things like that for this week's um, sermon, or the, this week's um, slides, um, topic is the word I'm looking for, um, is I couldn't help but reflect on my own journey. And we talk about this, this, this fortress of God, this mighty power of God. And um, I couldn't help, but as I was planning for the week, I was thinking, okay, it's all good that we know about that. But how often in life do things like this come, get in the way? I was... Um, as I was preparing for today, I heard this story. Now, I won't sing because I don't want to bless you guys that much. But who here has heard this, the song, Singing in the Rain? Does anyone want to sing it for us? Tyrese? No? Okay. Singing in the Rain. And in the theater in, in, in England, I didn't, didn't give a date, so I don't know the time when this was happening. But... In the front row, luckily there's no one there today, instead of being spat on by the speaker, the front row would be given this plastic so that they would be protected from the rain that would come down when that scene came, down, came on. And these, it, would be a, um, it would be a premium seat, even though our front row right now is empty. Um, but anyone that wants to come down, there's a premium seat, so I promise I will not spit on you um, because no protective layers will be given. But in this particular theater scene, they were given these, these things. And as soon as that song came on, the rain came down. And everyone cheered. Everyone started singing along to the song because they were having such an awesome time singing in the rain. 
Everyone was happy and joyful because how can you not when you're in a, in a scene like that? But the end of the show came, the doors, exit doors opened, and everyone started to file out. And as they came to that door, there was a storm brewing outside. Rain was pouring down, and yet not a single person was singing in the rain. You see, whilst they were in the comfort of their warm theater seats, they could sing their hearts out. But when the real storm of life hit, they were silenced. It's easy to sing when life is sweet, everything is going all all to plan, but the moment life takes a turn and things get hard, difficult, unbearable, Wow, that's a different story. It's not so much singing in the rain anymore, is it? And as we look back through history, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm a history buff, but I do like history. Um, when we start looking back at history, especially with, in, in regards to the Bible and God's people, we can see that they're praising through those situations that they're put in. Now, they're not praising God saying, thanks for making me, my life so hard. But for, for many of them, we see the same thing, that they're praising God because they see beyond the situation that they're in. They know that God is in control, and despite the situation, in, and this is the key thing even for us today, they realized that the world they lived in was not the world that they have been promised in the Bible, that there was something better to come. And that is key for us today, that the situation that you're in right now isn't the end result. It's not the end. It's just for the season of the time that you're in right now. They look beyond their situation to God's strength that got them through. Martin Luther, a long time ago, um, just FYI, did one of those family history things, and it said I was related to him, so it must be true. So um, I have lineage there. But um, Martin Luther obviously came to the realization that something wasn't right, and it was placed on his heart to speak up despite everything that was the negative thoughts and the negative comments that he got. And he penned um, a hymn that that a lot of church people sing today or know today, and it's called A Mighty Fortress is Our God. And it said that... um, Every time he would face adversity from other people, whenever they would, he would receive negative comments, the people, him and the people that were his helpers, would sing Psalms 46. And that would get him through to know that the situation that he is in right now is okay to be in. It's only for a season. You see, he realized that he can sing through the suffering. And we're going to look at this verse, and this is the um, verses that we're going to be looking at today. And it's found in Psalms 46, verses 1 to 3. And then as we go throughout the series, we'll be breaking into each different section. And it says, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not fear, just getting my line up there, when earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea, Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. 
Now, I don't know about you guys, but I, I love watching disaster movies. Not, my, not when it's a disaster about me, but disaster movies. And I remember back in 2000, and, I don't even know when it came out. I'm guessing it's before 2012, because the movie 2012 it would be a bit dumb if it came out after 2012. But I remember watching this movie, and it was total destruction. Everything that they had known was going to be vanished, was going to go eventually. And it, when, when, the, when, the, when the news came out, the whole world was chaotic. And we don't even have to go back that far. We only have to go back a couple of years. When that chaos was our reality. When COVID came around... And we were all locked out from seeing each other, sitting where you are right now. What was our normal now was our history in that situation, in that season. And we thought, like, at, at, I, I can be honest. I can be honest with you guys, can I? At the beginning of COVID, I thought, this is awesome. This is so good. I get to stay home. <laughs> Because before coming to, um, coming to North Pine here, I had two churches. Paul and his family was in one. But that wasn't the church that put me through hard times. The other church, I won't name that church. Some of you know the church I'm talking about. But the other church, I wanted to quit very quickly. Because the, the heartache that they put me through, I thought there is no way that I'm going to do this. There is no way I'm going to put up with all of this because this is not what I signed up for. COVID came, COVID went, and by God's grace, we're back here today. And anyway, this, some, I know some of you guys are dying to know what this is for. During that COVID time, who would have thought that toilet paper was so precious. Who would have thought? I remember seeing videos about people trying to pay for Maccas through pieces of toilet paper. But something that we took for granted for so long ended up being something that was desired and people were selling at a premium. Who would have thought? The thing is, when we're facing those troubled times, we can never know what is going to happen. We will never know until we're in that situation the, the, the extremes of what thing the world is saying, what the world is doing. But just like the Bible characters we read throughout the Bible, when they're faced with those situations, they turn to God for his strength. Now, I don't know about you guys, but for me, whenever I'm faced with turmoil, I can honestly say that not every time I run to God. Every time, not every time, or beforehand, before I met my wife, I would run in the direction that got me there in the first place. And I think many of us can relate to that. We, we're thinking we're running away from the situation. We're trying to turn ourselves away, but we're running in the exact same direction that led us to that position. You see, this, this, this passage, the writer, is chaos what he's saying, but he starts off, verse 1, that it doesn't start with chaos, but it starts with God. All these things are going to happen. 
One of the things that I love um, looking at is, is um, trying to show people the Word of God. And one of them is in Matthew when it talks about the signs of the times, and especially in COVID, for those that might have been in, in traditional churches, you could say, or people, you would know people. They're going, the end of the time is here. And I said to my church at the Bible studies that we were taking, I said, what does the scriptures say? All these things must happen. They're a birthing pain. They're the beginning of something that must take place later on. But what is the sign of the end times? And they're going all these different things. And we can see some of them here, which a lot of people would say. But the scriptures say that Jesus himself is the sign of the times. His, his, his presence, his return, will be the sign of the time. And until that time comes, we can have hope knowing that we are going to face certain situations, certain seasons that are always going to be difficult for us. Yet the high school students over here, like you guys have exams coming up, and it can seem like everything is all piled into something, and it seems like you can't see anything else. But there's many people in this room that, that are living proof that there is life beyond that situation. I remember sitting in a favorite um, subject that Sarah loved, and that was Greek. And um, come time to the exam, midterm exam, we had, um, oh, what was his name, Peter? No. Anyway, the guy that takes Greek. We'll just leave it at that. Um, he gave us these things about what's going to be the exam. So I studied them. And I was sitting quite, I was sitting at the top of the class at that point with all my assignments. And I was doing pretty well. Um, it, for Hebrew, it follows structure. And Greek follows structure to an extent, but then it kind of varies after that. And so I was doing all right. And then he said, study these things. So I studied them back to front. And I spent so much time in the books, got to the exam, and he forgot to mention that there was a whole lot more in the exam than what he shared. And I shut down. I think I only answered two questions. And I thought, that's it. Because right at that point, they brought in this thing that if you fail the exam, you fail the class. Your marks can't carry you through. And I'm sitting there, I straight away emailed, emailed the Greek teacher and said, I've done, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, can I sit it again? knowing the full well what the answer was going to be. But can I, can I, and then I tried to play the blame game. You said that these were going to be, I studied that, but then there was a whole lot more other stuff in there. And now, because of you, I'm going to fail. And he emailed me back and he said, you'll be all right, Sean. Just wait and see. I got a P star on that Greek. And there's a saying that P's get degrees. And I'm living proof of that. <laughs> anyway, so situations that you guys are, and some, maybe some others here that are in, know that it is only for a season that you are in this position. That is not the rest of your life, unless you choose to study for it. I don't know who would want to do that. But this, the author here is describing chaos. It's describing uncreation. And when I typed that in, 
my um, thing said it's the wrong word, so I, I made up a word. I don't know. I don't know if it's, a, but it came up and said it was spelt wrong. But uncreation. And it's referring back to when God created the earth, when there was chaos without form. That's what this here is describing. That chaos without form is going to be hectic. The, the, the mountains, what we thought was foundational, is going to be gone. What we thought was safe is now unsafe. The, the, the seas here portrays, the, portray, the, the, mess, the, the passage here portrays something that we can't even imagine. But right at the beginning, it says, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. And then it's going to list those things. Guess what? God is going to be there through those things, regardless. And there's four points that we're going to take away today. And I'm going to need to hurry up because I am dawdling on a little bit here. God is our refuge, the first one. Now, when that, that, what that picture is portraying is, is a high tower, is fortified walls, something that you look in the Middle Ages and, and beyond, that they built these things so that people inside them would be safe. And it's saying here that in that verse 1, that before all of those things happen, God is our refuge. And, but the great thing about God, the picture that that gives is that on those medieval um, castles or whatever, what have you, there'd be a gate. And when that gate was risen, you could not get in. It was closed off to you until the, such a time where they thought that it was safe again. The great thing about God is that he does not have a gate as such. That that is always open despite the situation that you're in. When I was growing up, as I said, my, my family split, and my father was really, my stepfather was really abusive. And I would go to my dad's every fortnight, and that was my refuge. Because it was getting away from a person that was just beating me. And I was too scared to tell my dad. Because I looked forward to this time where I'd get to spend only a weekend with him, but what it felt like was a safe space. It felt like a space where I was able to get away from my reality, what I thought, but the reality is, is that come Sunday, I'm back into that situation. World War II, when all the air things were happening, the bombings and that, they built all these shelters, and there's still some around today. The trouble with, with my thinking and the World War II bunkers is that it's only... For a while, you, can stay, you can't stay in there forever. Often we try, to fit, we try to look in life for refuge in places that are not suitable for us to be in long term. We put ourselves in a situation that we think is safe, but it's only for a little while until reality comes and kicks, us, kicks the door down, and then we have to face it all again. But God's refuge is eternal. It has no gates. Now, have you ever wanted something purely because you weren't allowed it? Rabbits. Growing up in New Zealand, I had rabbits as pets. Come to Australia, I didn't even want a rabbit. But when you're told you can't have a rabbit, like I wanted to have a rabbit. And, and, but 
a rabbit has no natural defenses. It can't defend itself. So what it will do when it finds itself in trouble, it'll either go underground or it'll go try and find itself in a hut in a rock and it will become one with that. Because the situation that it's in is, is holding on to that and that what that, it's either a hole or a rock. It comes out in the rock or the ground, becomes its refuge. It holds it in place so until the threat is gone. God is our refuge. He is the one thing that despite what is happening in our extremities, our externals, he is the one thing that can hold us together in those times of need. He is the one thing that can keep us safe. The next is strength. Now, I remember a story. Um, I remember not a story. I remember a, a, a memory of camping. I love camping. And I don't get to do it as much as I'd like at the moment. But growing up, we done a lot of camping. And I remember this one time, like I said, my dad lived on a lake. And we would go camping in the bush. And I was only little. And when you're in the bush, now New, just as a um, promotion to New Zealand, um, remember again, no, no, creepy, no, no creepy crawlies that can kill you. So you can, go, you can go anywhere in the bush and you'll be fine. And we're camping there, and at night time I'm, I'm trying to sleep. We had one of those big um, three-room type canvas tents. It took ages to put down. We had so many family arguments putting it up and putting it down. And we're staying in there, and then we hear this tap on the wall. And as a kid, like, I'm freaking out because obviously your minds go all wired, and you're thinking that it's T-Rex or whatever it might be. And it's coming to, to take you away. And I remember my dad coming into the tent, and he said it was okay. He said it's okay. And straight away, I remember my anxiety level started to drop. Now, any parent here can also um, affirm this. So all of you guys, you can go to your parents, that I can guarantee there was a part of your life where at nighttime you'd get up and run and jump in your parents' bed because things were scary. And Tyrese was not immune to that. So, but as soon as they jumped into bed, they would go back to sleep. Why? Because their parents... Give them security. They feel, they, the strength that the parents have, knowing that nothing is wrong. There is nothing to be scared about. But the strength that that parent gives calms the child. And that's exactly what Jesus and what, what God does, is that he is not just our refuge, but when we're close to him, when we're in that refuge, in that huddle with him, the strength that he gives us is not our own, but his. You see, he gives us by being with them we get his strength. Help. The third one is help. Like I said earlier, it doesn't matter how good you are with God, it's not going to stop you from getting into trouble. One of the um, things that came out of COVID was um, false news. And one of the biggest false news you could say of Christianity is when people think or people tell you that when you come to Christianity, everything's going to be sweet. You're not going to hit everything. There will be no bumps. There will be no speed bumps. You'll be able to just cruise through life because you're a Christian now. It's one of the greatest false things 
that you could ever do, that you could ever think, that you could ever say. Because the reality is, is that we live in a broken world. But because of the person that we're in a relationship with gives us that hope that despite all those bumps, despite everything that we're going through, we can, have, we can hold on to the strength and the refuge that he provides and that he's helping us through those situations. You see, going through life, you're going to face difficult things. It's reality of life. You know, one of the things that I remember from COVID is going to the supermarket, not just for toilet paper. That was the first thing to go. But I remember going there to buy some meat. And that was all gone. There was no meat left on the shelves. But you know what was left? Veggie sausages and tofu. Plenty of tofu. And I never really paid much attention to that before because that's just not, I'm not saying, that's just not what I prefer. And if I, no, I won't say that. It, it, I just never really noticed it because it's a down a totally different aisle which I never really walked down. And anyway, it wasn't until everything was stripped away from me that I was my normal that I saw these things and I can, I can hand on heart say I still didn't eat tofu. Um, but Veggie sausages looked all right. When nothing else was on the table, everything else had been stripped bare. You know, when the shelves of life have been stripped, we then notice that God has been there the entire time. And often it's not until that point that we realize that God was there and is there to help us through the situation that we're faced in. If we find refuge in his presence, we will get the strength. But you're still not alone. That he is there right beside you the entire time. Mighty fortress is our God. Martin Luther, in 1527, the Black Plague re-emerged. And instead of fleeing the area, Martin Luther decided that he wanted to stay to help the people where God had placed him. His son caught um, the black plague and, and, and came through it. His pregnant wife at the time, was in, because they were helping people, she was exposed to the black plague. And at the age of five, their daughter passed away and they suspect that it was because of the black plague made her immune system um, weaker. But yet, through all of that, through all the negativity that he faced, he still sang this song. A mighty fortress is our God. And on, in, in, in Psalms 46, it goes on later on, and you'll hear about that in a few weeks' time in verse 10. And multiple places throughout the Bible, it says, Be still and know that I am God. Another place we find that in the Scriptures is this story here in Matthew 14. It says, Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage. I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, let me come to you. Walking on the water, Jesus, come. Yeah, yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over to the side of the boat and walked on water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. 
While you, you have little, you have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat, the wind had stopped. And there's other stories as well where Jesus calms the storm. Like I said earlier, you're not going to be taken out of that storm. But we can take comfort to know that in the storm, God is there. Don't take your focus off the one who provides salvation. Because you will start to sink. There's been multiple times when I've felt that situation. When this feels like a reality. There might be some of you now that are facing this situation. And I pray that these that this today is an encouragement to know that it is only a season. That no matter what you face in life, God is there. Ready to pull you out and calm the storm. The last one is fear. Not provide fear, but so that we will not fear when these things come. Because we have spent time with Jesus. We have, he is our refuge. He gives us a strength. And he helps us to know that the situation that you're in right now is not eternal. But he is. And you do not need to fear for those things. You know, in the mornings, one of the things, and even this morning I went out there, um, I love walking. And my colleagues, like, I get up, we get up at, at 4 o'clock in the mornings. Uh, today I slept in a little bit, I got up at 4.30. And uh, we go for a walk down the waterfront. And it is amazing that down there, because no matter what the day was like beforehand, in that calmness, I am with God. In that calmness, I can see His creation. That even though the world might seem like it's being uncreated, I'm reminded that God is a God of love and he can, we can trust him. This photo was taken on Thursday. Obviously, I put Jesus in there. Then he wasn't in the picture. Um, but this is my view. Every morning I get to go for a walk. And I thank God every morning that I go for that walk. Because even though I might not physically see him, I see him in every aspect of creation. And it reminds me that he's saying to me, Sean, don't listen to the, what the world is telling you. Don't listen to those things. Because if you listen to that, you're going to sink. Listen to me. And he says to me, and I will give you peace. You know, in life, sometimes we, we, we expect God to be this big, loud voice. In the world that, that is telling us so many different things, we're hearing these things we can't, we can barely hear our own thoughts. And we want this big, massive moment that God just says, stop. But sometimes it's so small that are we listening to what God is trying to tell us? There's this, um, this saying of the thing I've seen online that says, Often we want to hear God roar like a lion, but sometimes he's speaking us as, as a small as a mouse. Are we listening in the storms for Jesus to say, it's okay, I am with you. You see, when our stresses are greater than our strengths, we need external help. 
God can calm the storms that are raging within us, regardless of what is happening outside. And for me, that paints a picture of a, G, of a Lord that cares and loves me personally, that died on the cross for all humanity, but more individually, he died for me, knowing that I needed him in a time of need. And that, that same thing goes for each and every one of us. I want to leave on this passage here. It's not a, passage, but a, a, a quote in a book. It says, Life lived in the power of God's refuge and strength becomes eternal life. Not just life that hopes to be restored in some future perfect existence, but life that is not threatened by the imperfection of the world around us. You see, that peace that we talk about in heaven, we can have that here. We can have that peace when we unite with God. It's going to have rocky roads along the way, but I can guarantee you you'll have a far better life if you partner with God for that journey. So I pray that this, this talk today inspires someone in here to know that God is bigger than the situation that you're in. God will provide if you trust Him. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, firstly, we just want to thank you so much for everything that we have, that no matter what we face in life, that we know that you are our refuge, that you are the provider of our strength, that you help us, and that we have nothing to fear. So Lord, if there's people in this room that are struggling at, if with anything at this point in time, I pray that you be with them. Tap them on the shoulder to let them know that you are there, that you are a loving God that will not leave them alone. Lord, we know the road ahead of us is going to be bumpy, but we know with you all things are possible. So, Lord, thank you for everything that you do. We love you, Lord. Amen.